Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,172. I don't get what I want. I just change what I want. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Robin Grove. Hey, Robin, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. Take it away. Don't take me away. All right. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Here we go. Talk about taking people away and transporting things. That's what we're going to learn about today. Robin Grove is the CEO at Classic Automotive Relocation Services, also known as CARS, in beautiful Gardena, California. CARS is a specialist in worldwide car transportation that has been helping enthusiasts for decades. They offer expertise and experience that ensure your vehicle arrives in perfect condition, on time, and with no unexpected costs. Robin has worked in the industry for over 30 years and started with CARS back in 2014. She's been a board member of the Los Angeles Customs Brokers and Freight Forwarders Association for 18 years and is a licensed Customs House Broker. FMC NVOCC qualifying individual who is a TSA, CCS, CES, and HAZMAT certification. How do you get all that on your business card, Robin? And she has about a half dozen very cool collector cars of her own that we're going to learn about. And by the way, her great colleague, Tony Rackley, was a guest a few days ago here on Cars, yeah? He was a great show, so go back and listen to him if you missed the show. So, Robin, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment to share a little more about your business? and? A very obvious passion that you have for automobiles. Well, um, it started a long, long time ago. I started really loving cars when I was, of course, 15, 16, 14, you know, that kind of era. You know, once you have a passion for something, if you keep on putting one foot in front of the next, you end up doing what you love. Luckily, as I was being a rock star musician, going to school for that, to play electric violin, I fell into a customs broker arena that happened to do international transportation for stone and tile and lo and behold cars. So that's how I kind of, uh, you know, I guess my, my path took me in the right place. Well, it certainly has. And I'll let our listeners know that I'd known about Robin for some time and I was very fortunate to run onto her, run into her, I should say, didn't run over her. I ran into her (laughs) on the lawn. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We always take care of our cargo. That's for sure. Well, I was on the lawn at Dawn Patrol at uh, Pebble Beach this summer, Haggerty, and their, their, their coffee and donuts and the cars rolling in and, and the coveted hats. And I got to meet Robin uh, that morning. And then I ran into her again during Rensport. We were in, again, the Haggerty suite up above uh, the front straightaway watching the cars go by. And Robin and Tony were in there and I got to say hello again. So I'm really excited because I don't get to meet a lot of my guests in person. I meet them over the phone or Skype like we're doing today. But uh, this is really exciting for me. And I really love having women on the show to show other women that there are many places in the automotive industry for them as well. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. Uh, This is some kind of saying that's been important to you and your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So Robin, take the wheel. Well, I've always believed and my parents always instilled in me that you can have anything you want in your in life. All you have to do is do what it takes to get it. 
So I go along with that and I, you know, I'm tireless. I'll, I'll just go after it. And then I've just decided because I refuse failure that if I don't get what I want, I just change what I want. I like to stay happy and positive and just, um, and playful. So that's one of my, my best things I say to myself. Well, it's a wonderful way to go through life. And you know, sometimes people put very big goals in front of themselves and they can kind of set themselves up for failure if that goal is a little bit too giant or big, or maybe they need to get through a few steps before they reach that big goal. But I liked your kind of twist on this, that you can have anything you want. And if you don't get it, well, let's change your goals. So you can. (laughs) I think it's, well, it seems pretty simple and it seems uh, like a really positive way to go through life. And what I've heard about you, Robin, is that you are a, you are a go-getter. Um, Mark Leonard of Grand Prix uh, in La Jolla, who is a guy that I really want to get on this show, if you're listening, Mark, but uh, he recommended that I talk to you. And Steve Cottrell, who's been a guest on the show, said, you got to have Robin on your show. So I want to thank those guys for connecting us and putting us together today. Now, you touched on this a little bit. I want to go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Those teenage years when cars became important to you. Is there a pivotal moment, though, in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car gal? Well, I think it had to do with, well, my sister, of course. She was a couple of years older than me. And so I was 14 and she was babysitting me. She got her car and her first boyfriend really was into 56 Ford uh, pickup trucks. And so we, that's when we started the road tours and the rallies back then. And there was the, the truck shows and just a lot of great pictures of uh, people and things like that. There was... Uh, the Harley rides up to the rock store. And that's when, you know, I started really liking cars and, and the world, you know, because it's about the people, it's the cars and it's the people. I mean, it's the whole, whole thing. It's community. Then all of a sudden my parents give me a, a pickup truck and I trade it straight across for a 64 and a half Mustang. And there I go into, into the Mustang <laughs> clubs of the world. And, um, and it began then. You know, it's interesting as a teenager, I mean, you got a pickup truck, but you said you pretty quickly changed that for a sports car, which is, is pretty darn cool. And I know we're going to talk about this in a minute because I know you have some very cool cars in your garage, your personal garage. And when Tony was on the show afterwards, he took me for a little tour around your beautiful facility there and showed me one of your very special cars that we're going to talk about. But first, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. No doubt you've met with some challenges, maybe even a failure or two along the way, but these are wonderful learning experiences that we can share with the listeners so that if they're going through something similar, they have a little path on how to get out of that situation. So could you walk us through one of those that uh, had a particular challenge for you? Um, I don't do failures. I've decided the failure is just a learning experience. And so I look up and said, okay, what am I supposed to learn? And then you go off in another direction. So it's really kind of funny. I guess I really don't look at things as failures, Um, only a turn left. I guess being a woman in even starting as in the customs brokerage, I was one of the first women messengers or document delivers in the, in the port. And so I got to speak with all the customs officials and, you know, they would have me open, opening crates and things like that. It's like, I can do that. You know, I can do that. Don't, don't, you know, don't say, you know, whether I went behind and got a long sermon to help me open the crate. Well, that was my business, but that's beside if I got the job done, but some of the customs officers would call my boss at the time and say, how can you have a woman doing this? You can't do this. And you're just, you know, <laughs> trying to facilitate whatever. And it's like, we just kind of laugh. But, that, you know, that was, geez, I don't want to admit it, but close to 40 years ago. And it was just one challenge after another. So you don't fail. You just 
do it or change it or or learn from it. You know, I want to touch on this a little bit more because I I know that there are women out there who get into industries that are predominantly male focused or there's more males, a lot more males. My wife Jill's a good example. Way back when when she uh, we met, we were in college, she was studying engineering and she went into the engineering field and there were just no women. I mean, she worked in an office full of all men except for the receptionist up front or the office manager and she met with a lot of challenges and a lot of times She'd go into meetings and the other guys would kind of look down there like, what are you doing here? You know, and so for those women out there that might be faced with this, and luckily things have changed a lot over the last 30, 40 years, but in some ways they haven't. There's still those male chauvinists out there that can't get out of their own way. What are some little tips you might offer a woman out there or a young woman or even an older woman getting into the field that's mostly male dominated on how to overcome those challenges they face or those attitudes or those uh, misdirected males out there that have a clue? Well, I guess first thing, again, another one thing my father taught me when I was very young, he goes, you got to think like a man. You know, you can't be emotional. You can't let that business is business. And so if you're always find out why they need you, and if you are so needed that you're indispensable, then they change their tune a lot. And then for the ones who are the naysayers, then sooner or later, you don't tell them what you're going to do. You just do it. And then you look back at them and you smile. Ignore them, basically. Say, ha, you know, and then don't worry. Just don't worry about it. You can't, you can't worry about it. You'll waste your time. Well, yeah, I think it's all part of your attitude. You got to have a great attitude and not an attitude of, of being defeated. But I remember with my wife, Jill, lots of times she would beat those situations by showing her knowledge simply just showing her knowledge. And that would garner her some respect from those folks that were disrespectful. And uh, even the ones that weren't, it kind of showed them, you know what, I know as much as you, I might even know more than you. So uh, get out of my way and let me do my job. Well, not only that, then you, you, you sent yourself around the ones who say you can. And for the ones who say mm. you can't, usually you find the stronger ones that say you can, and they, they will uh, assist you to poo-poo them, if that yeah. means anything, right? So just uh, it does, yeah. Yeah, it's it's who you who you center around you that makes a big difference as well. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, definitely hang around with the right people. That goes to every aspect of life. I guess mom was right way back when. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Mom's always right, okay? <laughs> Just so we got to. I know, they are. What is with that? Gee whiz. Jeez, I know. I know they are. I have a great mom. Well, okay. let's shift gears and talk about uh, another part of your career. And I would say what I call this a big aha moment in your career when you kind of went, you know what, that is the path I need to go down, the path I want to go down. Or maybe it was one of those where you went, hmm, this is interesting. I didn't think my career would take this turn. So tell us about one of those in your career. It, it seems like it was a path. I'm a pretty much of a workaholic and it is, everything's kind of like, I can do that. I can do that. And then it's like, how am I going to do that? And so... <laughs> in the international transportation industry, there's just so much to know and so many people to play with. And I think it was just a constant path of just kind of going forward and taking one challenge after another. And then it, you know, making the right decisions at the right time. And, you know, either like being on the boards for the for Los Angeles Brokers Association, the people I could meet and the clout that I ended up gaining. But you, of course, you have to deliver. So you got to stay up with them. But it challenged me to then do those kind of things. And it just, every time I challenged myself with something because I wanted to make sure I was necessary, it then elevated me in the same time. But then you ended up having to put in a lot of volunteer hours. But, and they go, why do you do that? Why do you help other people in your industry? 
I said, because then we're all on the same playing field and, and it's the right thing to do. And then ultimately it paid off quantums and still does, you know, for everything you give, you get back whether you ask for it or not. Absolutely. That's a great comment. And I would imagine, I mean, I cannot imagine, actually, I can't imagine the bureaucracy in what you do because you're dealing with different governments, different countries, different entities, different associations, uh, little kingdoms of people sitting in offices in places that control your destiny. Can I get my car out of that country, into that country, into this port, out of that port? It's got to be overwhelming. But at the same time, how do you manage and navigate that stream? Because it just seems like you're a fish going upstream where people are just constantly throwing rocks at you. Well, for one, you have to know the law. If you know the laws, then you can reason with people. And if not, you have to know the food chain in order to move it up and not be afraid. You can't be afraid of any governmental agency, especially when you know the laws. And it's also, again, when you volunteer, then you know their boss, which really helps yeah. a lot, you know, and so they can't. <laughs> yeah, there's a you great have individual, <laughs> right, You have all these ports, you have individual inspectors at each port who think they know, and often they really don't. And then they have a gun on their belt. I said chase paper, but that's what they do. And they're doing their yeah. best, but it's not their certain personalities. So you can't let yeah. them, you, you just can't let them do things that are not as to the law. You know, yeah, and yeah. until you're, until you're forced, tip. until you're forced, until you can't get somebody to help you. And then you just got to, there's no, you know, you then don't have a choice. You dropped a couple of really valuable nuggets there, golden nuggets. One is by these uh, contributing to organizations and being involved, you get to know the bosses. Number one, that is key. Knowing the right people in the industry. The other is knowing the rules. My wife, again, I'll mention Jill. She worked in engineering, civil engineering, where they're having to put plans through cities and county organizations where. Sometimes it was a big challenge, but if you knew the rules and somebody across that counter was saying, you can't do that, you could cite the rule and say, yes, we can, here it is, and they can't really argue the point when when it's the law. So awesome value bombs you've dropped for us today. <laughs> let's Let's have a little bit of fun and go back and talk about your first really special car. You've talked about the truck, you talked about the Mustang. But is there a car that was a first really, really special, like something you'd really strived to get? Because I know you have some really cool collector cars in your garage. Um, one of the first cars, actually, that I was really excited to be in was, um, I mean, I went through a couple of Grand Am, then I went to a Trans Am, and then I went to my first little Jag S-Type. And Ooh, so that that nice. was probably my, my, it was an SR. So that was really, that was a pinnacle. Of, that was a really fun car. Uh, it was really yeah. fast. When I opened my own company, a uh, friend, Alfredo Garcia from, from Autos Express, he has always moved cars for me since the beginning of time. I, another one of Mark Leonard. And, hey, Rob, and I got this car for you. And I, and I look at him, I said, what is it? And he goes, it's an AC Bristol. I go, great. What? I go, yeah, great. No, I said, what is that? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. he, goes he, he explained it, shows me a picture, he goes, I go, oh, it's green. Okay, the same color in my eyes. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll buy it. I'll buy you it. <laughs> I'll buy it. So um, actually, and then once I finally got a chance to drive it, it's like, oh my gosh, I really now understand. I mean, all my lifetime, I worked for other people and my concern at all times was how do I get it through the governmental agencies? It wasn't about how do I enjoy the cars then until I got this car. And then it was like, oh, I get it. You know, now I really get it. So it was. Uh, a definite eye opener. 
became part of the club. Well, how about a car that you maybe owned and let go that you really wish you would have kept? Is there one of those? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Glad to get rid of those past cars. <laughs> yeah, well, I traded them in. I don't know. I banged them up or, yeah. you know, or some of my kids did or something. It was just, I used them for a long time. I didn't like automatically trade cars. I usually kept them for a good eight, nine years. And then it was time, well, either a new one and then starting to get these. You didn't need really new ones until this recent one. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good, it's a good thing because so many people sell off cars that they really wish they hadn't. Uh-huh. And it's kind of a big bummer, but uh, I, I like it when my guests say, you know what? I moved on, on to the bigger and better things. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine with the cars that I let go. So lucky you, because there's a lot of tears here on cars. Yeah. I want to ask that question from, uh, from other guests. Well, I would love for you to talk a little bit about what has you excited and fired up these days about your business, classic automotive relocation services, otherwise known as cars, C A R S. So what has you excited and fired up about your business and the environment we're in right now with electric cars and buying and selling and moving cars all over the world? Well, I've always, a little bit of background on some of the cars that I've worked with. There's, there's cars from the UK and who's opened up Dubai and Amsterdam and Japan, and they're always in the classic, more the classic. Lots of my background was from the supercars, uh, be it Koenigsegg, Pagani's, and now running into the D- Devos coming out from Gotti and, and things like that. So I got a, got tied up a little bit more in the supercar world or the Japanese car world or some of those type of things. And what I have learned is that with the entire compass, I don't care if they're old cars or they're new cars or whatever it is, people are now going into arena of wanting to drive them. They're, they're getting mm. away from what they call a trailer queen type of environment. There's still that for the, you know, really, really rare, but they want to drive them. They want to take them on tours. And I want to, I want to go. I've been doing this for so long. I've been a workaholic for way too long. And now I really yeah. want to take these cars and I want to go with my friends and I want to have fun. I want to go on the racetrack a little bit. And, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to race vintage race, but I do, I don't know, maybe, but I do want to have a lot more fun playing with the cars and, and let it, yeah. let the business, you know, I've set it up. There's a lot of great people that are in place and, and I've taken them through training and years and years of experience. And so now I want to finally play. Yeah. Enjoy some fruits of that labor. Well, let's, uh, let's dwell into this a little bit more because you talk about wanting to drive the cars. And I love to hear that this is happening because so many cars get tucked away in collections. You never see them. I love people who take cars out on the road and use them. I know some people who've been on this show, like Keith Martin, who puts on some wonderful tours. Uh, where people can take their old cars out and drive them, and they've got backup people and mechanics that ride along in case you need the car to get fixed along the way, because those things happen. But let's talk about what kind of things you'd like to do. You mentioned tours and maybe even historic racing, but uh, do you have plans in 2019 to participate in a couple events? Um, I've signed up uh, my AC for the California Mille, so nice. I've gotten some good feedback. Hopefully, Hopefully that will happen. And I have a good friend um, as a co-driver. His name's Alan Grant. He was in the 1965 GT40 uh, Carroll Shelby winning team in Le Mans. And so his first car oh, yeah. was, was an AC Bristol. And so nice. that's what he always knew as his daily driver. So I thought it would be kind of fun being in the in the AC and be entertaining for everybody and just way cool. So that's what I have oh, that? so far. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a good co-driver there. I, I got to meet him at SEMA. He's going to be a future guest here on Cars. Yeah. 
Man, when you chose as a co-driver, you chose right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Definitely a member of the, of the car world and very entertaining and just, you know, it's nice to be around history and the stories that are told and, you know, it just transports you back. And so I'm blessed. I'm blessed with some great friends, great people. It's just, yeah. You know, words can't, can't, uh, can't express. Can't describe. The fun, yeah. 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 Well, I'm excited for you. That is very, very cool. You know who I should introduce you to is, do you know Renee Brinkerhoff? Yes, we shipped one of her cars. The one, the Porsche that's on uh, on the road tour right now. We we did a lot of the shipping for her, and we continue to for her for a world tour now. Oh, she's wonderful. She came. Yes, yeah, she is a powerhouse, and what she's done in such a short time to go from not driving at all to racing around the world is absolutely spectacular. Those listeners out there can find her on the Cars yeah website, but I just wanted to make sure you knew her because she's a great oh. inspiration, not only for, for people in driving, but for women in particular and what she's done. And of course, oh. the charities that she works for too, which for children, which is fantastic. She is definitely one of my idols. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine too. She is awesome. She's awesome. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Rob. And if you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested into a vehicle and you were sitting in your warehouse there waiting to be shipped off somewhere around the world to, have a great adventure. What kind of car would Robin be and why? Hmm, that's a great <laughs> question. I'd want to be a very sturdy car because depend on whether I'm going to go on the Peking to Paris or if I'm going to go on the Flying Scotsman. God, what do I want to be? A two-seater Bentley. Ooh, nice. Right? <laughs> that would be not, cool. Not, yeah. Not the, not the huge ones, but they're like a little bit pre-war, but the more quaint ones. The quaint I, ones. I, the quaint ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hard to put the word quaint and Bentley together, but I think I know what you mean. So, uh, yeah, robust, can make the trip, do it in style, looks right? good. Yeah. We'll get you there. No worries. Yeah. That's Robin. It's all about yeah. Robin and cars. We're going to make it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Well, <laughs> Robin up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to Detay's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. 
Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Robin, we're back and we're entering the last lap. This is where I fire off a series of questions, and I'm going to ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Check all the fluids. Yes, <laughs> very important. Pretty basic, but pretty important, <laughs> well, especially if you're you're about to drive from Paris to Dakar. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Would you share one of your many personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Always stay positive. If you, uh, can, yeah. if you can stay happy, I don't care how you got to trick your brain or what words you want to tell yourself, but positivity will breed results. And if the downside is you're happy, oh, darn. Now, how about a resource? I know that your business, Cars, is an awesome resource. Is there another one out there you'd like to share? Well, it's the transportation. It's the storage resource. Well, I have homologation specialists that know EPA, DOT. I don't know, just a resource of whatever. There's so much that is involved between registering or between states or between internationals or storage or I don't know, so many resources. You know, where where do they end? Just name one. I don't know. It's difficult. Yeah, well, I get it. Well, I think the answer here is that if you need all these services, which you're going to need if you're transporting vehicles, Robin Grove is the lady to call. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that individual be? You, I love your questions. I just need <laughs> answers to them. <laughs> Maybe Henry Ford. Just to figure out he'd how he'd be interesting. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'd be interesting. Just to see at that era, at that era, and what was the business model that he was looking at and why? Yeah, yeah. Well, you think about what he had to overcome. A lot of people take a lot of things we have today for granted, like the simple idea of electricity for your factory, which Mm -hmm. he didn't have. So he had to build a power plant. You know, the fact that he had to power, you know, he he worked with uh, uh, some people on how to, like, where am I going to get tires? The industry didn't really exist back then. So uh, how am I going to do that? So yeah, that would be an amazing talk. How about a book? Now, is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? This could be a fun book, fiction, nonfiction, car, business, inspirational book. Um, From Good to Great. Was there you a, go. You know, was a, yeah, was a Jim good Collins. way of, of how to balance life, business, and make make the best of yourself and everybody around you. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Collins book. Read that years ago. In fact, I bought copies for both my kids when they went off to college, especially for my daughter, she studied uh, school and and uh, finance and that sort of thing. So, or, sorry, studied in school. She, of course, she studied in school. She studied business and finance and marketing and so forth. So that is a great book. It's been around for some time, but uh, awesome. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources that Robin has shared on her Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Robin Grove. G-R-O-V-E, and that page will pop right up. All right, Robin, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. 
Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. Doesn't matter who owns it or where it is, because I know who to call to get it to you. (laughs) But this car comes with a few rules. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. It's the only collector car you can have in your garage, and you have to drive it. I don't think it's going to be a problem for you. No garage queens here at cars. Yeah. What can I buy you today? Oh, there's so many. That's not fair. <laughs> That's the worst question ever. I know. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm stumped. Just completely. But it's fun to think about. Well, let's narrow it down a little bit. Okay, let's first start with, is this going to be pre-war or post-war? Post-war. And when we talk about marks, there's a lot of great car marks out there, but let's just narrow it down to one. Of course, you've got the British Jaguar, Bentley, Rolls-Royce. You've got the Italian cars, Ferrari, Maserati, Lamborghini. You've got a host of American cars to choose from. Let's try to narrow it down to that level. I like the Jaguar, I think. Uh, Oh, well, we got there. Okay. A Jaguar. And what model are we talking about? Uh, I mean, there's C-types, D-types, F-types, there's SSKs. There's so many cool Jaguars out there. Well, the D-Type's more of the racing, so I'm not probably going to go that way. But I, I wanted the, the, the SSK. Oh, okay. Nice car. Nice uh-huh. choice. I kind of th- I thought you might go for that if I toss that out there at you, because the SSK is such a cool car. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful touring car, but it's very, very sporty. But it's got a wonderful sense of elegance that I think uh-huh. you have about you, Robin. So I think well, it's a good you. fit. Man, yep. very nice. An SSK. Okay, I'll get to work. Do you have any preferences on color? Green. Like yeah, a British racing green. Yeah, absolutely. It's a Jaguar. Yeah, Jaguar. Yes. Jaguar. Yes, Jaguar. Jaguar. I must say Jaguar. Yes, my wife what? always corrects me when I say Jaguar. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That's a cat. We're yeah, talking right. about the car, so. Yeah. All right. Well, Robin, you have taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed getting to talk to you. I'm so glad that you're a guest here now and a Cars yeah, alumni. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with our listeners. Would you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Jaguar SSK? Oh, basically, just enjoy life. It'll take you where you're needing to go. Just stay happy and uh, keep on moving forward. Keep moving forward. Even if you fall, just fall forward. Because when just you get up, forward. you'll be a little bit further down the, rock, down the road. That That's be. for sure. Yeah. Wherever that may be. And uh, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Uh, please visit our website at www.carsusa.com. It'll tell you a lot about us. And my phone number is there too. Anybody have any questions at any time they want to ask me just whatever they, they need to do, I'm here and available nearly 24-7. <laughs> Except for next year, she's going to be on the road a little bit. Thank goodness. So uh, but she's got a great team to answer the phone if she's not there. And she's out enjoying a car, maybe that AC out on a journey somewhere, which I sure hope you do. Listeners, you'll find everything that Robin has shared on her show notes page. And check out the website, carsusa.com. It's a beautiful website. Very cool. Explains everything that they do. If you have a need to have a car moved around anywhere, give Robin and Tony and her team a call, and they will take very, very good care of you. I know that. Because I've talked to so many people that regard you and your company in the highest esteem. So absolutely fantastic. Robin, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much, Mark. You're welcome. You take care of your cars. 
but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.